It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. there. My name is Cindy Liming, your host of your Daily Dose of Awesome, where I talk about adding a little more awesome into your life. Today is March 2nd, and I have to admit, it is getting really late, and I am exhausted. But that's nothing new, and I really want to get this podcast done because I know I really won't have any time to get anything done tomorrow as far as the podcast is concerned. So, I, here I am, exhausted and tired, but I am going to bring you some awesomeness anyway. Last week in episode 20, I talked about how I was planning to replace technology with meaningful moments. And I was inspired to talk about this topic due to an article I read titled, Reasons Today's Kids Are Bored Entitled Impatient with Few Real Friends by Victoria Prudet. And one of the things she talks about is how technology outside of school is affecting the learning inside of school. And kids are used to high stimulation due to lights and sounds and instant gratification on their video games. And then when they come to school where things are not as highly stimulating, and believe me, I'm trying (laughs) to be stimulating. So when asked to, for example, say like read a book, which is old school, I know, a challenge to learn comes into play. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, I am, by the way, a fifth grade teacher. So when I first saw this article, um, I immediately wanted to uh, read about it and see what it had to say about kids and learning. So, um, so yes, as a mom, I am guilty of allowing my seven-year-old to be on her device probably more than I should. And in fact, she was on it as I was typing up the notes for this episode. So she had to be doing something so that I could get it done. But don't worry, it's not going to be like this all day. In fact, I think it's okay for her to be on her iPad every once in a while. Because I mean, like, as adults, we're on our phones occasionally too, right? But anyway, the article inspired me to lessen the moments that she spends on her iPad. And I must say that things have been moving in a better direction with this idea at home and at school. And my action plan last week when I was talking about it was to smile more, leave notes on my kids' pillows, play more music in the house, buy a puzzle, and find my dinner conversation cards that I used to have. And I feel I've been able to smile at home better than at school. And like I said, I'm a fifth grade teacher, and lately... I just want to be at home. Um, I really don't feel like going anywhere. And school, although I am grateful for my job, is really, really exhausting. And then after school, with all the running around between two kids in theater and one in basketball, I just want to rest. And home is where I can get rest, not until late, but I have an electric mattress pad heater, which is 
um, awesome in this horribly cold Ohio weather and is coming in very handy. So right now I am in my bed making this podcast and it makes me happy to be in my nice, warm, cozy bed. I've been able to smile at home more for a few reasons. Um, My kids, they don't listen to my podcast, but all on her own, McKenna, my 14-year-old daughter, decided to teach Haley, my 7-year-old, how to play Speed, which is a card game, which has gotten her almost completely off of her iPad. McKenna is a super busy 14-year-old, and Haley, like I said, is 7, and she too is also in theater um, with my 14-year-old, so they're both like on the go kind of more often than I have the energy for. But anyway, not sure why, but over the weekend, McKenna decided to teach her how to play speed. And if you don't know how to play, just send me a message in my Facebook group, Your Daily Dose of Awesome, or send me an email at yourddofawesome at gmail.com, and I would be happy to explain it to you. However, there's probably a YouTube video on how to play speed because it's a very, very easy game. Um, and it would probably be easier to watch a YouTube video. So when I get a chance, I'll see if I can't find one and put it um, in my website, which is your daily dose of awesome podcast.com. But the cool thing is a seven-year-old up to an adult can play this game. So it's a really good game for all ages, pretty much. And it's super fun and addictive, and it doesn't take a long time to play like Monopoly or something. And shockingly, Haley doesn't cry when she loses, and she can win legitimately. This game has kept her off her iPad, and we have all been interacting together more this week. So that's a score for me. (laughs) Now that is something to smile about. The other reason why I can smile more at home is because we have been playing more music at home as I had planned. Not in the mornings like I used to, and I really, really need to get back into that. Um, It's just that lately it seems like mornings have been such a whirlwind of activity that when I'm in that zone, I don't even think about telling Alexa to play something. And the girls and I, and Christian this past week has still been in basketball. He's my 17-year-old, and I miss him terribly. But the girls and I have been home, and we've been playing music after dinner every evening, And the other night, McKenna felt like going back to her rock band days. So um, if you remember that game on Wii, I don't think it's all that popular anymore, but when it first came out, rock band was huge. And um, when she was five years old, so that was nine years ago, um, I was full-blown addicted to rock band on the Wii. And, uh, And she's been singing along with me and been singing ever since then. And one of our old favorites was Say It Ain't So by Weezer and Celebrity Skin by Hole. So today we were like totally rocking out to that and it felt really great. And then I don't know why, but I told Alexa to play the chicken dance. And I don't even know where that random thought came from. But then I was chicken dancing all over the living room alone while Haley was staring at me and said, why do people like that? And all I could do is laugh and continue to get my groove on. So it's hard to not smile when you're chicken dancing in the privacy of your own home. And then lastly, I did buy a 300-piece puzzle. And I wasn't sure if I should invest the money in this since we've never done a puzzle together before. However, I was super excited to hear that McKenna would love to have a puzzle to work on. And I bought a 300-piece puzzle off of Amazon, um, and it's a scene of Italy, which is where we will be going next summer. 
And so far, Haley loves it. And we've been working on it together, and it has been so much fun. And then I went and I um, went to go get my hair done, and I came back, and McKenna and her friends had finished it off. And so I thought that was pretty cool that they had done that. But the whole point was I was really looking forward to doing that with McKenna, but I'm still really glad that her and her friends had a good time. And Haley and I had a lot of fun doing it too. And then at school, I've been reading the book, The Essential 55 by Ron Clark to my homeroom at the end of the day while we wait for the bus. And I used to read it to all of my students, but this year there just isn't enough time. And this book has been a game changer in the classroom. And basically it's the 50, it's 55 rules for kids and adults to follow in order to be a successful student and a respectful citizen. And we practice like one or two rules a day. And then the kids, they beg me to read it every day. We just don't have time. But what I think is interesting, though, is that kids do want to learn how to behave. And I'm really not sure why, but I'm not going to question it. But perhaps it's like personal development for kids. I mean, I don't know about you, but I like can, I'm easily addicted to personal development. I want to know how to make my life better. So I'm almost wondering if the kids are looking at it kind of like personal development for kids. But I highly uh, recommend that you purchase this book, whether you have kids or not. Um, It's the first year in about 10 years that I did not start the year off with this book, and it totally shows. If you would like to purchase the book, there's an Amazon link on my website at yourdailydoseofawesomepodcast.com, or you probably can get it on Audible, which is an um, audiobook app, and Audible is offering my listeners a 30-day free trial, so if you want to go to www.audibletrial.com slash yourdailydoseofawesome, you can probably get um, this as a free audiobook uh, at that website. Um, and I really love Audible too, because it allows me to multitask while listening to a book. I didn't get around to putting notes on my kids' pillows this week, which is another part of my plan. Um, and they were with their dad most of this week. And I'm still looking for those darn conversation cards I once had. And so if I don't find them, I'm just going to get on Pinterest and make my own. And I'll also post that on my website too. If you want to have a look at those, I really like conversation cards. The ones I had were really cute, and um, we had fun looking at them uh, during dinner, but um, now I don't know what I did with them, so I'll have to start looking. But anyway, I'm going to tackle the next topic from the article, which is titled, Kids Get Everything the Moment They Want It. But first, a word from my sponsor. So let's get back to the episode. And the first thing I'm going to do is read part of the part of the article about kids getting everything the moment that they want it. So here's the article. It says, I'm hungry. In a sec, I'll stop at the drive-thru. I'm thirsty. Here's a vending machine. I'm bored. Use my phone. The ability to delay gratification is one of the key factors for future success. We have the best intentions to make our children happy, but unfortunately, we make them happy at the moment, but miserable in the long term. To be able to delay gratification means to be able to function under stress. Our children are gradually becoming less equipped to deal with even minor stressors, which eventually becomes huge obstacles to their success in life. 
The inability to delay gratification is often seen in classrooms, malls, restaurants, and toy stores. The moment the child hears no, because parents have taught their child's brain to get what it wants right away. And that's the end of that part of the article. So here's what I see in my own children, because like I said, I am like not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what my life is like and how I want to try to fix it with the hopes that it also helps you too if you are in my position. But here's what I see in my own children. Honestly, yes, they can wait and they can wait very nicely, but I'll admit it. I'm not sure how well they would be waiting if they did not have their phone or device while they waited. I'm not sure how well I would wait without my phone and my device. But anyway, this is something we're working on. So at restaurants, though, which is the ultimate waiting place and potentially a parent's worst nightmare when they have small children, my family has had a no-device policy like ever since iPhones came into our lives. Christian and McKenna, my teens, even enforce it with Haley as well as myself. And it's kind of funny, though, because... Now that I think about it, I've noticed that at different restaurants, we play different waiting games. So at Lenoci's, which is a local Italian restaurant here in my town, they have paper placemats with nothing on them. So it's like a blank sheet of paper. And Haley actually came up with a game all on her own where some of us have to draw whatever she says and she has to draw it too. And then the rest of the table has to grade it. And it's kind of funny. And then whenever we go to IHOP, we play the alphabet game where we give a topic like animals and we have to start with the letter A and the name of an animal and then B and then so on. And then lastly, there's this new Chinese restaurant that we started going to and we play sparkle. And that's when you give the group a word to spell and then each person has to say the next letter in the word. And then when you get to the end of the word, that person has to say sparkle and then the next person's out. It actually is really fun. We laugh a lot while we're playing these restaurant games. And it's funny because we only play them in restaurants and at certain restaurants. I didn't even think about that until now. At school, I feel like I'm in constant entertainment mode. For example, there is no way I can have the kids finish a quiz or a test without giving them something else to do. If they finish their test early, then they have to work on vocab words for the next lesson. If there's no vocab words for the next lesson, then they study for the next lesson on Quizlet, which is an online game that they use to study. So I guess in essence, it should be that way. It is school and I should probably be maximizing their learning time at every single moment. But behavior problems come when I can't possibly give them something to do. Like for example, if another staff member comes in to ask me a question, do you think the kids all just wait there quietly? No way. Or while we're waiting for the rest of the class to come in because they switch classes at my school, do they sit down quietly and get ready for class? No. They're all over the room and touching and talking and yelling. And what about while we're waiting for the bus? Nope. Can't wait without touching and screaming. And for the record, though, my homeroom has to have one hand on their desk while we wait for the bus to prevent the touching issue. Now, I was thinking about this. So, like, what would I expect them to do, though? I think quiet conversation with the person near you without touching would be good since there's just only a few minutes. Um, like, maybe five minutes. We're just waiting. Maybe not even five minutes. But those five minutes of downtime is where most of the behavior problems are happening. They can't, like, just be for five minutes without some kind of yelling or touching. 
So we play little games with Alexa, and I'm not sure if you knew this, but Alexa has a kids trivia game. So we play that, and sometimes I read to them, or I play 20 questions, which is all fine and good, and it is keeping them from touching and yelling and keeping them out of trouble. I just wish they could just wait, like sort of quietly, because, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't even expect them to be silent. Just stop touching and yelling at each other. Can you tell that the touching and yelling is really bothersome to me? But anyway, here's what Victoria Prudet, who's the author of this article, suggests parents do in effort to make kids better at waiting. So the first one is make them wait. It's okay to have I'm bored time. This is the first step to creativity, she says. The second one is to increase the waiting time between I want and I get. And the third tip is to avoid technology use in cars and restaurants and instead teach them waiting while talking and playing games. And honestly, I, I don't care if they're on their technology in the car because, you know, I, I do want, especially Haley, I do want her to be quiet while I'm driving um, since I'm trying to get us safely from one place to the next. So like honestly, in cars, is, I kind of think it's okay. Um, if we're going on a long trip, though, I do want to like try to spend more time playing games and talking to each other. And then the last one is to limit constant uh, snacking. So that's the end of her tips. So the first one, make them wait. It's okay to have I'm bored time. This is the first step to creativity. I totally think there's a ton of truth to this. So because the games that we play at restaurants all came from our role of no devices at the table. And I can't tell you how many times I've been out to eat and I've seen an entire family on a device. I feel like in America, it's our culture that eating is time to socialize with each other, not on social media. Because I have this, I've been pretty strict about this rule with all my kids since they've been born. Haley's had to come up with ways to entertain herself. And she's the one who came up with all of the games except for Sparkle, which was my idea. And that's a game that I play at school also while waiting for the bus. Another good example was when the fire alarm went off at my church and we all had to evacuate. And I was really proud of the kids because the youth, they just took the little ones together and they sat in a circle and played some kind of game that they could all do together. And the same thing on mission trips. Some of my friends, or I'm sorry, some of my kids' favorite moments were downtimes on mission trips with nothing to do and no technology. And the youth group, their favorite game is called Signs, and it doesn't involve any technology or anything at all. Then the second one where she says to gradually increase the waiting time between I want and I get, I'm totally guilty of this one. When our kids are little, especially when we're out in public, we just want them to not scream. I didn't want my little ones to scream at home either, so what do I do? I give them what they wanted right away. Kids, mine included, learned that if I scream, I will get what I want, and right away. And this is a really tough one to undo. So here's how I'm handling this one. So keep in mind that Haley is seven. I'm not sure what advice to give to those of you with toddlers, but you're on on your own with that one. But with Haley, since this has been now brought to my attention due to this article, Haley constantly wants me to stop what I'm doing to bring her things. So she'll say, like, give me a snack, give me my iPad, etc. And I was doing it. 
So now I tell her, if you want it now, go get it yourself. If you want me to get it, then you'll have to wait. And she does. She either gets it or when I'm good and ready, I give it to her. And she's not throwing a fit over it either. My goal would be that she would just get the things herself and not even ask me, but we'll see how this thing goes. But so far, so good. It's getting better. I've even heard her say, "Mm, I'm just going to go get it myself. So I guess it's kind of working. And then the snacking. Well, that's kind of an issue in my home too, but I get it. We're all hungry when we get home from school. So yes, we snack. And I don't think that's such a bad thing, but I don't think that's what the author means anyway. But I think she means eating out of boredom. And I think we all do that from time to time. So this week, I will just keep continuing doing what I'm doing at home. I will continue to make them wait and hope that things will get better. And like I said, it already is. Um, I'm going to continue to limit technology and probably um, provide more together time like like with our new puzzle hobby. So like now that McKenna's finished that, that one already, I almost want to get like one that's a little bit harder. But seriously, get a puzzle. Like go old school. But at school, I don't know what to do, and I'm totally open to suggestions on how to help kids wait better. In the, a past episode, I was joking, I jokingly like said that I wanted to start like a, st- a side school and offer classes on time management and playing outside class, and perhaps my side school, we could have maybe a like waiting around class where the kids... They have to come up with quieter, appropriate ways to wait on their own without screaming and touching. And that would be interesting. And I would love to see what they come up with. Anyway, I'll let you know how it goes. Um, What can you do this week to help your kids become better at waiting? Please leave me a comment in my Facebook group because I am so totally open to suggestions about this. And if you're not in the group, search Your Daily Dose of Awesome on Facebook or you can find me on Instagram at your DD of Awesome or on Twitter at Cindy Liming. And Cindy is C Y N D I, and Liming is L I M I N G. And you can also find more information about this article on my website at your daily dose of awesome podcast.com. Together, I believe we can change the world, my awesome friends. Let's do this and have a great week. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.